You are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You are unique. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you. We see each other. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show, smell the inside of your nose, do it right now, is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner or a wage worker or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are the hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes. You are the value in this economy and you are seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you are. And if you're working a job or you're homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or in cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized. You're not alone here. You're really not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose and then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are, but that is a pretty Scary idea for a lot of people. Welcome, good morning, or good evening, or whatever time it is. I'm Commercial Herschel, and I'm here to help. I've got a story today. It's the third day of... That's right. And this is a really cool story. It's raining here and there's a lot of wind and the wind and the leaves are just smashing up against this place where I live because I'm living in like basically a shack. I don't have a, a house or a home. I'm essentially homeless and I have to do this thing. So I made a story where those creepy noises you're hearing in the background will help because it's kind of a scary story. So these weird noises in the background are going to help make it, like, fit in and everything. So let's get into that, shall we? Let's get into our story called The Ghostly Gig. Oh, listen to that background noise. Listen. Isn't that great? Oh, that's perfect. Listen to that background noise. That's going to be great for this story. Okay, let's get into the ghostly gig. The ghostly gig, a supernatural moving experience. I deliver this frightening freight on Flash Fiction February Day 3. Aren't you lucky? You're welcome. Do you want to see me do that last one of the month? On a screen share, streaming live for everyone to watch. 
leave a comment and tell me if enough of you would like to participate in that with me, I will do it. I'm Herschel Sterling, and I'm here to help. So on with the story. A ghostly gig, a supernatural moving experience. Frank and Jose have a busy Sunday ahead. They both really hustle for extra cash to make sure their families are okay. They usually rent a truck and do residential moves. It's a pretty nice gig because there's a rental place in the neighborhood near them that is super reasonable. It's $150 for the day and a $250 deposit that is insurance that's returned after you're done. So after just a couple of moves, it takes maybe seven to eight hours. They can each net between $300 and $400 for the whole day. And they've been doing this for a couple of years. And today is a little bit different. Instead of doing a residential move or two right in town between neighborhoods within the town, they're making a delivery from an office downtown all the way out to the wealthy rural county. Wow, said Frank. This is going to take as much time as two moves, but it's a bunch of light stuff and we're just taking a longer drive. We'll make twice as much as we usually do. Too bad it's raining, though. You got a baby. Make sure to thank my wife for this. She's the one who set it up, Jose responds. Got to get it done, whether it's raining or not. Oh, for sure, Frank says. I'll get her some of that strawberry milk she likes, right? There you go. That would be good. Do that, said Jose. They get downtown. They brave the rain. And running into the building and take the elevator up to the office where the items are. This is it, I think. The lady told Marisol there would be a key on top of the exit sign at the end of the hall right there said Jose. Boost me up there. I'll grab it, said Frank. Jose cradles Frank's boot and hustles him up. Got it, says Frank. I got it. I got the key. They enter the room and it's not much. They kind of can't believe that there's not much stuff in there. Is this all there is? We better look around and make sure, said Frank. He puts down his tool bag. It's good to have a small cache of tools on a job like this because you never know where you're going to need them to disassemble something or to take something apart and make it fit better in some situation. And you might pick up some extra work doing something else. They might see your tool and they, hey, can you fix this? And you make a little extra money. You always bring a toolkit. Everything's in there. You got a drill, you got some screws, you got uh, some kind of a cutting tool, you've got a flashlight, all kinds of stuff is in there. And it's really important. The only thing that they see is a set of speakers and a portrait on the wall. They look all over the office in the side, in the back rooms, the kitchenette, the break room, and even the bathrooms. The only things in the place are two speakers that stand about three feet high and are about 18 inches wide, and the portrait, which hangs on the wall between two windows that are being pounded by a windy, drizzly storm of cold, bleak grayness. This is weird, said Jose. I have the lady's number here. I better call her to make sure this is right. It don't seem right. Jose is holding the phone out so they can both hear with the external speaker setting on. And there's no answer. What do you think, dude? I don't know. Do you really think it's just the two speakers and a painting of that old creepy dude? Jose says. I think we better just do the gig. 
We have to pay for that truck deposit, Frank says. They have to pay us for our time one way or the other. This has got to get worked out. Let's wait a little while and then call again. And if there's no answer, let's just get the speakers to that address and see what he's doing. I can't believe they're paying us this much to deliver a couple of speakers and a painting, though. It's crazy. Rich people, Jose says. They're so cheap. They eat dollar store food and pinch pennies and use coupons. And then they do stupid stuff like this. Whatever. They also like to not pay their workers, Frank says. We have to make sure that we get paid for at least the cost of this truck and gas if they're trying to get a freebie. My wife has known them for a while. I don't think they're playing games. If it's a misunderstanding or something is wrong, they'll take care of us for the trouble, Jose assures Frank. They pace around for a while, looking out the window at the monochromatic city under the dim light of a veiled sun. They check around some more, looking in cupboards and desks for anything they need to take for the delivery, but there's nothing. They try to call the number again. Still no answer, Jose tells Frank. Frank responds, well, let's just get after it. Get out there and see what happens, I guess, huh? I'll bet we can just get it all done at once. I bet I can put a speaker under one arm and grab the portrait and you can get the other speaker. Sounds like a plan, Jose says. Frank goes to the painting and takes it in both hands to remove it from the wall. Oh, crap, this thing is bolted down. It looks like there's screws in the sides holding it into brackets, he says, as he gets a screw gun from his toolkit. Look at that old geezer, Jose says. No wonder they left him behind. He looks like he didn't have a lot of friends. Hey, that's bad mojo, dude, Frank says. You should never speak ill of the dead. How do you know he's dead, though, Jose says. Well, it's an old painting of an old guy. He's got to be dead. He's probably the founder of this, whatever this business was. Do you know what this place was? What was this place anyway, Frank asks. It was like life insurance and estate planning, wills and all that, Jose answers. Lots of money and death, Frank says. Lots of money in death. Not for him, Jose says, and they both laugh. There's a flash of distant lightning followed by delayed thunder. A voice comes from the speaker. I'm here right now. Ha! That's pretty good. How'd you do that on your phone, Frank asks. I didn't do it. I thought you did it, Jose says. Ha! That's pretty funny, Frank laughs. The speaker sounds again. Okay, Jose said, that's not funny, Frank. This guy is dead. You said it yourself. Don't speak ill of the dead. It's not me, and if it's not me and it's not you, then it has to be a joke. Somebody is playing games, Frank says. It's in the speaker, Jose says. One of these two damn speakers. They each take off a speaker cover. They look all over the inside behind the speaker cover and in the base ports using a mini flashlight. I'm taking these things apart, Frank says. He gets his screw gun and begins unscrewing the speaker braces. I'm going to call Marisol right now and see what this is about. I don't know why she's pranking me. There's nothing going on. There's no birthdays. There's no anniversaries. There's nothing going on. There's no reason for her to be. I got to find out what's going on. Frank has one speaker separated from its cabinet already, and he's examining it. He drops it and keeps working on the other speaker. Jose is on the phone. Damn it, it's voicemail. Damn it. Hey, baby, what's going on? What's the deal here? There's no one here, and we heard the voice in the speaker. What is this? What's going on? Tell me we aren't going to lose money today. Please call me back, okay? Call me as soon as you get this. This isn't funny. 
Frank is now working on the other speaker, and he tells Jose, it's got to be a wireless receiver in here somewhere. It has to be. There's nothing in the first one. I'm taking this one apart. As he's taken the last of the speakers out of the cabinet, Frank says, I wish I had never come here. I wish we had done just two normal moving gigs, and I wish this old coot was here so I could tell him what I really think. He looks at the painting with the old man staring down at him. A hard gust of stormy wind and rain smashes against the windows. I'm here right now. Screw this, Jose said. Look out, Frank. Look out. Jose kicks the speaker and breaks it into pieces. They're looking through the pieces and trying to find a little receiver. Suddenly, the portrait slips from the hanger that's no longer screwed in and hangs on the remaining bracket, sliding at an angle down the wall and slams into the adjacent window frame. There's a crash of lightning and no delay on the thunder. I'm here right now, the speaker says. Let's go, Frank. That's it, Jose says. The two run. They don't look back. They are out the door of the office and down the corridor. I'm Commercial Herschel, Herschel Sterling. I hope you liked my story. That was day three of... You can find me all over the different podcasting apps. You can find me at Substack. That's the best place to find me is at Substack. If you want to leave a comment and tell me whether you want me to do one of these things live at the end of the month on a screen sharing system... So you can watch me write a short story, like a flash fiction story, in real time. And like participate kind of in a conversation beforehand or just like, if you think that sounds interesting, just let me know. And the best place to do that is going to be Substack. You can also find me at Rumble at the Early Risers, Smell the Inside of Your Nose channel. You can also find me at BitChute and HowTube at Commercial Herschel. And you can find me all over Web3 at Herschel. That's my handle at Herschel all over Web3 at Noster and at Stacker News and at every Web3 app. That's me. I'm the Herschel guy. Okay. So um, thanks a lot for listening. I hope you'll come back for day four tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's story. Don't have an idea yet what it is. I'll know before I'll know when I sit down and start typing. That's what flash fiction is. That's how it works. You sit down, you find something to write about and you start telling a story about it you write a story around it or something you hear like today so that's how that works so again thanks for listening on commercial herschel let's go into the last segment of our show this happens every single day just like at the beginning it's the same opening every beginning it's the same ending every end the opening at the beginning of my podcast lasts two minutes So if you don't want to sit through that, just fast forward two minutes and then you'll get to the beginning of the podcast. This lasts three minutes. It's the same every day, only just a little bit different. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show. 
Let's conclude with this. Let's conclude with the send-off. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm always reminded that we live on a planet and we're in space and we're wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. It's incredible. We're a moment, an instant, in an infinite universe. We're an infinite, in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence here are so closely layered and packed together that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe it. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. Kooks with the nukes. We want to be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very, very strongly disagree with them. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and an anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and to manipulate matter in this space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. Because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe. Because your observation affects it. You are rare. You are not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You're a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You're significant beyond the perception of anyone else. You shine on yourself while you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me now. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.